Granted, she's doing a lot of it in front of a green screen by herself, apart from the rest of the cast of the movie, but you can't say that Rue isn't acting, and that's that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> I'm not acting. I'm not acting. I'm very much acting, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I, You know, I, I and I... I can't decide if we're supposed to know and be in on the joke that all of her scenes are clearly separate. I think we are because I think this movie is a little more clever than I was expecting. But for the people who think that's the worst part of this, you are missing the point. That is the best part of this movie <laughs> is that they just like inserted Rue in and we're like, here, just read these lines in front of the screen. I love it. It's so stupid. <laughs> I love this because it starts the slap happy scene and we've had discussions before on a previous, I think a, a Patreon episode um, about gay slapping and why slapping is part of the gay aesthetic. And I just love that it was included. I love that then we get literally two seconds of Chad Michaels in this movie, uh, which I loved. Uh, and, yeah. you know, the iconic line from Cher. The amount of time that Chad spent in makeup compared to the amount of time that Chad spent in this movie is, you know, uh, you got to give it to her. (laughs) And that's a lot of the cameos in this movie, which I do want to go through because it is, I mean, if you wanted an all-star cast or a reunion, I mean, this could count. Um, One thing off the bat that I'll say is that if you walk into this movie wanting a Hallmark movie, you're probably not going to get it. It's basically a drag race challenge, a long drag race challenge of a Christmas Hallmark movie. Yeah, it's like if you're Christmas shopping and you think you're going into the Hallmark store and then it's like, whoops, I'm in Spencer's, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> there's the penis pasta, you know? Like, 
remember Christmas shopping in like high school and then you go in Spencer's and it's like, oh, there's the like, there's the, the edible panties and the penis pasta and like the, the sort of sexy posters. And it was oh, just, the sexy posters that were like hidden, like uh-huh. behind 18 of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It just, I, I, what an awakening, but yeah. So this movie was thankfully a lot more Spencer's and a lot less Claire's, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, and you know, there's, there's a place for the Claire's Hallmark movies, right? The Christmas setup single all the way, those kind of gay Christmas movies, uh, that, you know, have their due. There's something special about a drag race Christmas. It's almost like it's what the Christmas special should have been. Right. Well, you know, and I was because before hitting play on this, unfortunately, on VH1. uh, So for anybody who is listening to this, who either has watched it and sat through the commercials or couldn't. Uh, for what it's worth, I allegedly found a bootleg when I searched the bitch who stole Christmas full movie on Google. Do with that information what you will, but I eventually needed to do something with that information. But when I hit play on the movie, I thought, oh God, is this going to be the Christmas special? Is this going to be like painfully cheesy? Like how, how draggy is it going to be? And I... Oh my god, I, I, I'm so glad it wasn't. I'm so glad that it was not just like, you know, a, a Tuck Tallmark movie, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah, there there was many elements of Drag Race in it, which is why I call it a Drag Race acting challenge. I mean, it was produced by the same producers of Drag Race. So in that sense, I what's interesting about this movie, and kind of kind of to disagree with you a little bit, I wish that it wasn't so inside joke you have to watch drag race to really catch all the easter eggs and enjoy the movie i feel like people that don't watch drag race that would watch this would be like yeah it wasn't that funny i didn't really get it you know and i think it's very much more of a wink and a nod to the drag race fandom instead uh which has its merits and then it also has its demerits and i think that that's okay because if you really think about it like there are probably some jokes in there that, like, for example, is she going to jump from there mm. that the casual drag race fan who's also watching The Bitch Who Stole Christmas might not get. But in general, I feel like the overlap is probably pretty significant that, like, if you're going to watch this, you probably already watched Drag Race. Yeah. And I don't know. And I, I, I guess the counterpoint to that is, like, if they didn't do that kind of inside baseball sort of humor, what would be the alternative because I think that there were some alternatives. Like what I liked that I think is the alternative to the drag race joke is just the kind of like filthy. It makes me think of that movie. Girls will be girls. Mm. Um, that kind of humor. I feel like there was a lot more of that in this movie that even if there were no drag race jokes, if I think that element still made this a good movie and a fun draggy movie. Yeah. I, I guess I guess another kind of take on a drag Christmas movie would, they sort of did this in this movie, but I'm thinking of like going in a Peaches Christ direction where they take all the stock Christmas stories, right? Like they, they, they referenced a Christmas Carol in this, you know, um, but taking those stock ideas and then dragging them up and mashing them together. Um, I think they could have gone further with that. Um, it, it's still, what's interesting. And I, I haven't decided yet, but 
it was focused on or the the B storyline was the straight relationship and it was all very kind of heterosexual in a way but very gay people poking fun at the heterosexualness of Hallmark movies in a way um so i yeah, appreciated yeah. that and i i wonder if it w- we would have lost the bite if it went too gay but at the same time i'm just kind of like girl add some gay characters in this you know cuz I, I granted it was very funny to see ross and carson playing these you know, dueling straight men. Um, I, it's fine, but it, it was just something to note. I hear you. I was thinking while I was watching it, I was like, what if this character was uh, a gay guy instead of, you know, a, a straight girl? Like, how would this be different? But I, as I was watching it, I was thinking, I, you know, the the lampooning of the, you know, big town journalist, big town reporter goes to, you know, quirky small town um, for a story and you know all of the like the stories that we've seen done earnestly on Hallmark mm-hmm. you're right Hallmark Channel, you're right they did it. it would be lost yeah and I thought that the the lampooning that they did was again like I was surprised like the, even like the love story I I loved how they'd open the scene with like what were we just laughing about <laughs> and you know it was it was so and even the ending, you know, of like oh, right. we just met like four days ago. And he was like, Oh my god, wouldn't that be crazy if you said yes? Like it was it it worked for me. And at that point I was like, No, if this was gay, it would I actually think this is a situation where if it was gay, it would lose some of the the bite, you know? I, I think you're absolutely right. I think uh I it it's just a thought that passed through. But the movie mm-hmm. the movie did do as a Drag Race fan, you know, I was like, okay, this is a fine movie to put on, you know, while I'm hanging out on the couch, um, you know, drinking hot chocolate or something. But uh, it, it did do a good job at pulling a lot of different Hallmark, you know, Fa La 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 Lifetime movies. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think, and I haven't seen it yet, but uh, one of our Marys who, um, who I've met, uh, Sister Mary Tyler, uh, it told me about the the Pee Wee Christmas special oh, so that good. we had talked about, which I haven't seen yet, but I felt like the massage, the massage, the massage Michelle parts, the, v- the Michelle massage parts, I felt were kind of pulling from that, like, here's your host, and then there's guests showing up. Mm-hmm. And I would have, it, maybe it's a whole different Christmas special, but I also would have loved that kind of Christmas special where, like, Rue isn't going to do it, but Michelle is the host, and then all of these different guests show up along the way. Because those segments, I thought, I thought she was really funny, and I thought there was a lot of really good humor in there. They could have, I think, bulked that part up. I just watched. Uh, I didn't finish it yet because it was late, but I just watched Eight Bit Christmas, and they used that same device of the narrator. Mm-hmm. It's Doogie Howser talking to his child. Um, about the first time he got a Nintendo, um, and that's the movie. Um, so it's yeah, kind of like okay. a flashback. Um, and then every now and then, you know, she'll interrupt him, and it'll go back. That is a classic movie device, also a Christmas movie device. I there's yeah. a, there's another I think movie the Princess that Princess Bride. That. Oh sure, non- yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny when there's an interruption and it makes its way into the story that you know the story that the person is telling. But then it yeah. cuts to. I like that a lot when it when it does that. Um, it it breaks the action. It, rem, it reminds us that it's a story that's being told. Uh, there's a, you know, 
it, I enjoy it. Um, did I enjoy mm-hmm. Michelle's segments? It wasn't that I didn't enjoy Michelle or Charo or Kim Petras. Um, I just think that it, they didn't do anything with it. I, it was a shame because I think that Michelle has she's gotten really good over the years. Like her, she and Rue have got the same nuanced acting teacher because Michelle, especially with Charo, like she had some great, like just like comedic beats. And I, it it wasn't, I always think back to like early drag race when there's like the top four and Michelle comes into the workroom and has to play host. Uh And you know, in the early seasons, it was just like, okay, you know, it was just not wildly convincing. And, her hosting and her like main character skills over the year have really like she's really honed them. And I thought in this, I liked seeing her be the, the sort of hostess of the movie instead of RuPaul. Instead of, Oh, instead of RuPaul doing it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I think Michelle, like it didn't feel like the second banana taking the host role. I'm glad that Michelle wasn't a character in the movie. Cause I think she does better to your point, I think she does better yeah. at, like, I'm Michelle Visage telling this stuff. Yeah, you kind of know the voice that she'd put on if she was in this movie. You can hear it. Right, like, right. It's like, oh, no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was – anyway, I'm glad she was involved in it. But, yeah, I'm glad they found the role that worked for her, you know? Yeah, uh, and I thought what they, what they did with Carson and Ross was uh, clever. I mean, I don't think they were in any shots or, excuse me, any oh, God. any days yeah. with, with the cast. Um, they probably did that all in one day. Um, it was one afternoon, yeah. But it was it was a funny bit. Uh, you know, we've seen those two characters in like Best in Show before, and yeah, it, 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 you know, and they made the bit funny with the kind of passive aggressive "you're sleeping with my wife" type of thing, and uh, knowing how gay they are also added another layer to that comedy. Yeah, I thought the two of them were great, and like I feel like a lot of that is natural chemistry. It was just fun to watch, and well, it was like a, a straight love story. I I can get together with a movie full of like gay people stealing the scene, you know. You mean the two of them? Yeah, yeah, and like and everybody else, you know what I mean? Like, sure, the the main love story is a is a hetero love story, but like the stars of the movie are really all of the queer people. Yeah, I get that. Um... I don't know. I think um, we're just used to that, <laughs> you know. What of like you know the the queers being the the sprinkles yes. on the cupcake? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's just this faggy Christmas movie, so I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not counting these calories, right? It, it, right. Don't take this seriously at all. Yeah. I don't take this yeah. movie seriously at all. Like this movie, I I I think it's worth noting. Like, it's not a good movie, but it's it what. What's interesting is I've I've been watching these stupid follow a lifetime and Hallmark movies and ABC movies, Christmas movies for a very, very long time. Don't ask me why, but it it's hard to fail. These movies call for very little effort. You know what I mean? Like Oh yeah. It's all this about is a tried and true recipe. Yes. Yeah. It's all about the feeling, the same notes, the same tones, the Christmas spirit of it all, and the music. Um and uh, let me just be perfectly honest. I will watch most things if there is an attractive guy in it. Because I'm a shallow consumer of of movies, right? Like if there's a hot guy in it, I'm like, all right, let's let's well, see him with a shirt off. <laughs> yeah. 
like that's what these are about. Like if you tell me one of the two older Lawrence brothers is the central love interest in a Christmas movie, I will watch that Christmas movie. <laughs> I, it, it's very simple. I and I don't know if the younger one has aged into his looks at all, but I know that you know Matthew and Joey. Whoa, uh, they have aged like Merlot. Yeah, and that's that's also something I liked about the straight love story here is they did poke fun at the hot guy, the hot dumb guy, the hot dumb guy that isn't paying attention, and the hot dumb guy that is always taking his shirt off. Uh, it, you know, there's there's a bigger statement going on there rather than it just being absurd. I think before watching this, I'd only seen one clip, and it was it was the scene of like. James Mansfield telling Morgan McMichaels off in some oh, little yeah. tea party scene. And I was like, mm, these were not the strongest jokes in the script. <laughs> but I, I think maybe that was not the scene to preview with. Because I thought James, I was happy to see first out from oh. a much older season, James Mansfield get a starring role here. Uh, I don't think James was. For, oh, no, it was the second episode. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, maybe James was first out. Um, but yeah, I think that was like they no one went home the first episode yeah. and then she went home. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I got to say, James was probably the best outside of like Ginger Minge, probably the best oh my God, drag queen, yeah. the best drag race girl uh, with a main part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that. Oh, my God. Ginger was so good. It was she was almost like you know, the kind of BSA energy where I was always happy she was on screen. Like she was just such a delight to watch new, you know, as, as the kids like to say, she understood the assignment, you know, like she, she got the tone. I could have watched Ginger act all day. She was giving me Sharon Gless. And it, when you can do that very well, mm -hmm. I'll, I want you in every movie. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was, uh, yeah, you know, well, let's let's talk there because this is a jam packed cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, full of full of familiar faces, familiar, familiar faces. So let's um, let's talk about them. Let's go for it. You know, I don't know if you want to just get through all of the cameos first, because I think it's just it's worth noting that this movie had it involved so many queens, so mm -hmm. many with very little roles, but it didn't like Heidi in closet. <laughs> oh my god! Like barely, I don't think she had any lines. I, I think know. she was just, you know, she was just uh, the, you know, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. What's her name? The um, Kathy. The, Kathy. She was the one with the cold. Yeah, uh, but good for her. You know, um, Kylie got to get into her dolly dragon oh, for I two know. scenes oh in front of god. a green screen. Yes. Yeah. Manila Luzon was in it for like. A second during the Tuckahoe Christmas yeah. song. You to the point where like, oh, I thought, oh, we're going to see more of her. This is our introduction. I was like, oh, right. that was it. Right. Okay. Same yeah. with Pandora Box and Rock'em Sakura. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They had like, you know, uh, featured featured uh, background players, featured townspeople. Yeah, it was like, do you want to be an extra in this? You know, we'll pay you more right. to get in a drag. It's like, okay, sure. Like, why not? Um, the, the bulkier role in this first, the first part of this movie, uh, which was only a cameo, and I'm actually really surprised that they didn't bring back the gay best friend, but Got Mick mm -hmm. was in it and was fantastic at this role. 
that's and it's early on obviously but that's what i knew that this movie you know that its baby teeth had grown in a bit because you know with tristan saying like oh you know i just you know say catchphrases that i steal from black women like i was like oh thank god i was so afraid we were just gonna play this straight so to speak and it was a really nice hint early on of like what the humor was, but I would have loved kind of like happiest season where there's a lot of like calling Tristan and being, you know, oh, bringing yeah, in right. the gay best friend for support, right, you know? Right. Like couldn't, couldn't Tristan, couldn't he have just come in to help foil Hannah? Like, couldn't he have tipped Hannah, not Hannah, um, to, uh, Olivia off, you know? I, right. I, I think or that- maybe, he, yeah, he comes to Tuckahoe with Hannah because she needs, you know, uh-huh. an assistant. But then Rue would have to coordinate with someone else's schedule for filming. Oh, so, yeah, it couldn't you know. happen, couldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, right, Tristan out. Oh, yeah. my God. I One of the first times I laughed out loud, and it's such a small little moment. It wasn't a line, but she is like, what am I going to do? Should I take this job? Should I take this job? And she looks at a magazine. It's probably Gorge magazine. And it says, winter's hottest new trend. Change your wig. <laughs> I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. God, uh, the fact that her name is Maggie Zine, she gets into her own type of drag. Um, I appreciated it all. Then we get the Raven cameo. I thought Raven would be in this movie more, but yeah, but you know, she also had to do all that makeup for you know the the separate scenes that Rue filmed two weeks earlier. Um, I thought that Raven's cameo as the shopping lady was like a great, perfect sized cameo. You know, like it's actually a great little role. Yeah. And, you know, would I have liked to see Mrs. Kasha Davis in that role? Yes. But what are you going to do? You know? Can you imagine? Ugh. God, Mrs. Kasha Davis needs to get her due uh, somehow. Yeah. You know? Somehow. Welcome. Yeah, somewhere. Welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Welcome her back. I, yeah. I wondered what your reaction was when you realized this movie was also a musical. Well, when that first song started, there was a bit of the, like... Ooh, I think that had dairy in it kind of feeling of like, oh, no, I don't think we, I don't think I'm going to like this. And um, <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. well, well, guys, I got to go. I got to be um, alone right now. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll see, I'll see you in like a few days. Um, so I um, it started and I was a little worried, but then I think it. I haven't watched it, but it, it felt like it was moving into like Schmigadoon territory uh-huh. where it was very yes. tongue in cheek musical. Yes. And I think done right, you know, that can be really funny. And I thought here, you know, um, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little relieved there weren't more big musical numbers like that because it, it's not my brand, but, uh, you know, it, it's a drag movie. Why not have a musical number? It reminded me of. I know you haven't seen this episode, but once more with feeling from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where they're mm-hmm. they're actually making fun of musicals, right? And in this way, they were making fun of Christmas movies uh, w- within like the text, and also in a way movie musicals, right? Where it's just happening, and you have the very very gay tap dancers that come out, and the really obvious lip syncing that don't match the actual person. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that was, you know, stylized and perfected. I don't think that was like a mistake that uh, kind of added to the comedy and the like. Oh, we're not supposed to take this seriously. Um, and then there was one little shot when they introduced the little boy on the crutches. Mm-hmm. Um, the his other leg, the dog was eating the, the kid's leg. 
Oh, that's great. I love that. That's great. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and there's this snow overlay and the editing. I was like, okay, I'm not taking any of this seriously. This is fine. Mm-hmm. This is fine. Um, we get introduced to Peppermint, the taxi driver, and also uh, Miss James Mansfield. Uh, Peppermint was so charming. Um, I wish Peppermint had more to do, if I'm being honest, um, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah, yeah. After her first scene, she really kind of blends in with Jan. Yeah, right. Uh, McBeige. Um, and we also meet um, Brooklyn before we get to the tucked in. Outside of the tucked in, we get Brooklyn playing the Russian. Um, I recently saw uh, the Queen's Christmas show, you know, that touring SMP uh-huh. production that Brooklyn is a part of. And one of the jokes she makes is like, oh, yeah, I'm in this movie. Um, and they couldn't get Katya. So I'm playing the Russian. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that makes so much sense. Oh, she might have been joking, but still, you know, like, why yeah. was Brooklyn doing this Russian accent? You know what? I, I did think halfway through because I kept hearing the accent go out like because she just, you know, it wasn't consistent enough. And I was like, she should have leaned into that. She was putting on a Russian accent like that. I think that would have made mm-hmm. it stronger. Yeah. That being said, I got to say, Brooklyn Heights, Uh, she held her own. I know. I know your feelings. I think that she held her own. I think she had a really great role. I think she had some great lines, but I I enjoyed her. I don't know. I'm I can't. It's kind of, uh, you know, after a while, you're like, I can't believe it. I'm kind of rooting for this person. I, uh, you know, uh, I'm coming around on Brooklyn Heights. There's nothing for me to come around on. I want her to I want to like her. Uh, and in this movie, I didn't. You know what I mean? I guess I do. I guess I do. <laughs> she looked great. I, yeah. Well, sorry, Brooklyn. I tried. I tried, but, you know, couldn't get you nothing. Uh, we also meet Morgan McMichaels um, as Lynette. That's that scene that you talked about. Uh, yeah. You didn't really like that. She was that. fine. Yeah. Um, she was fine. What did she say? She called her a bargain bin Pippa Middleton. That's clever. Yeah. I don't know. I th- that's where I would want like oh uh, like put some real teeth on it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like say something yeah. devastating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, exactly. And maybe something with it with an alliteration. Like you look like a discount duchess of you know whatever. Like something like that. Mm. Give me a, a a better a a better punctuation on the joke. Punch it up a little. You know. Punch it up. I was just happy that James had, like you know the third largest role after you know of the of the drag queens you know what i mean like yeah it's good it, for james it make it makes me wonder you know is james back in the fold is james gonna be on all star mm. seven you know is this kind of like hey we like you now you know interesting i don't think they never didn't but they no, you know, but you know short end of the now you're one there. of our yeah you're yeah. one of our uh our our players you know one of our you're in the repertoire what was you know? what was her line um I'm sleepy, right? What, <laughs> oh, like, right, right. When they were, uh, I don't know what they were. Were they they were cheerleaders, cheerleaders or something? Yeah. And I'm sleepy. Yeah. Sneezy oh. or sleepy? Like I think she was sleepy. <laughs> and I, yeah. I know Alexis was very concerned. I remember that. 
Alexis was very concerned. And Alexis is uh, taking the, the slutty part. Oh, God, it was just the best decision for her because uh, she knew how to sell Speaking of it. which, speaking of which, I could have done with a little Alexis Michelle in this movie. Thank you for I... saying that. I didn't want to be the first one to say it because I'm always called out, for, you know, but I, I was I'll like, say it. where was Alexis Can... Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, you know, for the, for the kitten heel lane, I just think like, Give her, put her, let her put her breathless baloney wig back on, and she could be one of the the kitten heel lane blondes. And I think she just is. I mean, again, much like Michelle, it's like this is the perfect role for Alexis. Yeah, or to be the Jewish woman in town. You know what I mean? <gasps> oh, if she was in the the group that did the the Hanukkah number, uh-huh. and she had a cameo just in that, that would have been great. Or her oh. own, you know. Anyway, I, I'm glad that you said that because I did. You know, I was like, oh, people are gonna roll their eyes. But and you know, our Marys you know, get so drunk yeah. off of us talking about Alexa Michelle. Yeah, um, tell your brain I said hello as you roll your eyes because <laughs> I don't care. Um, we also then we meet Carson and Matthew, uh, or sorry, Matt Rothews, I should say. Um, and I'm trying to look through some of these other. Uh, oh, then Kim Petras comes. I'm trying to find the other cast members. Oh, Jan. We didn't talk about Jane McBeige. Um, Jane McBeige, who she meets at the bar. And I mean, I think if you see kind of the big, bigger picture of Jan, because some people were like, man, Jan's really like, I can't believe she took this role that's like reading her for filth. And like, nobody's in on the joke more than Jan. Oh, I know. You know? No, she has to be. Um, the, other, the, the thing that I liked about Jan in this movie, and... It's just small moments, but if you look at Jan when other people are talking or look at her in the background, she has that same just like dead face the whole t- it's brilliant i I, I love I, I thought it was I, so funny. I, I just love that we, we just we just celebrated Alexis Michelle and now we're talking about Jan her daughter we yeah, now let's cast them all as school teachers, you know. <laughs> Let's really let's really tank this episode. <laughs> I know, right? But Jan, I thought Jan, uh, I thought she sang well, and I I love the nuances of when she was in the background. I, I yeah, I just thought it was clever and not the easiest thing to pull off comedically because, you know, it's low energy. It's the same note every time, and that's the script's fault. But uh, yeah, I thought she did well, and I thought she looked beautiful. Yeah, it's a shame that Pearl is not in the fold because oh. that would also be a great role to kind of no personality disorder. Oh yeah. my god, but yeah. Pearl would never. Pearl would. Never. I know, but like in a different universe where things are not what they are. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. Uh, we get another RuPaul song, "Sissy That Walk" during the makeover. Um, oh yeah, the makeover scenes, uh, which is very I, Hallmark Lifetime. Yeah, and I love that they they call it of like, oh, it sounds like there is a makeover montage coming. Yes, um, I I appreciated James's line. Um, Are you there, God? It's me, your baby mama. Um, there were just little things that made me smile, e- even if I had a problem with some of the bigger things of these like winter ball performances. Oh, I know. I I almost got kind of bored with the whole winter ball uh, thing. I was like, okay, well, this, you know, because whenever I watch this stuff, I always think of like, you know, 
do the math of like the budget here. Like basically this movie is all on like one set for most of the movie. Yeah. And it's just this like performance. And of course you have a movie full of drag queens. That's what you should do. I'm not saying it's bad. It just like wasn't. I think the thing that those Hallmark movies have is like a bigger budget and you know they go and they they film in vancouver for four weeks and so they've (laughs) got this like beautiful wonderland village that they film in Mm. and there's you know a downtown and you know what i mean it's a little more spread out and and you know um there's a location you know whereas here they had to kind of you know cut corners like okay how do we basically film this on on on, uh, a set with like two interiors and one big exterior you know correct and so it does kind of you know it made sense that this is how the movie was was done to basically be you know as you said an acting challenge yes yeah yes and with that said i do think that more if this is a drag movie i just was expecting more from the drag numbers it was a real opportunity, uh, to your point, with a movie full of drag queens, it was a real opportunity to maybe have not so much group numbers, but give them some one-by-one, you know, opportunities. And then, yeah, see some, like, basically give us a drag show. I don't need the rest of the story if you're going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's also kind of, we talked about this, I can't remember when, but, you know, the idea of having, instead of having a competition, just having, like, basically, like, a drag show on TV. Yeah, right. It was, like, a variety show. Right. And I thought, well, this is a fun way of doing that, almost like the talent show episodes on an All-Star season of, like, yeah. in the context of this Christmas movie, give us a drag show. Correct. You know? Correct. Yeah. And, you know, all to RuPaul's Christmas music, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Then, songs. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, all of the songs are RuPaul's, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been I, – I could have gotten into that. I mean, but. not all of the numbers were bad, and I'll talk about them when they come up. But these first two – you know, obviously the, the, the broads of downtown Tuckahoe, their number needed to fail. But the, the first one, I feel like it could have been really, really tongue-in-cheek and a big production number. Like, why not? You know, um, like, go for yeah. it. Go for it. Give it yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah, and like kind of like the big number when uh, Olivia or Maggie first gets to town, like give us that kind of production, you know, um, make it a music video moment, you know. Yeah, why not? Or y- yes, or just I don't know. It was I think it lasted like forty forty five seconds, thirty seconds. The joy to the world uh, first number, and it just I was like, oh, give us more, give us more. If this is the first winter ball scene that we're seeing. The level of unprofessionalism, far too much. Far too much. You know, I like, it was like, why do I know that line? I eventually had to Google it because I just couldn't. No I, way. I, was, I know. And then I was like, oh, how could I are forget? You, are you pulling my leg? Girl, I mean, that You're was like 10 seasons ago. <laughs> I, I am, uh, yeah, I am, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not in your nipples here, girl. I, uh, no, I did. I forgot for a second, but Google to the rescue. You know, to counter kind of what I'm saying, the during the carol competition, like the singing Christmas carols competition, mm-hmm. that I feel like was the strongest, one of the strongest winter ball scenes because they, it was a full production number and it was filthy and drag and sexual and uh, funny in that way. It was clever. Um, you know, the three cock, five cock rings, three oh, big dicks. Oh, that was... The best one that was, and you gotta give it to Brooklyn. She nailed the punchline of oh, that one. Oh yeah, I thought you're it, right. You're right. I mean, granted, like 
there is that thing of I, you can see it on YouTube where they like it's called it's like inappropriate bleeping where they bleep words that don't need to be bleeped and it just makes <laughs> yeah, things sound yeah. worse than they are. And so she was benefiting from that as well. But uh, yeah, I like that. And you know, and Jan, she got a solo on top of the tree. Oh, uh, I don't know if that was the same number. That but was I'm not sure. the same number. No, that was the oh, Ave Maria well, scene, which is a little later. Um, oh, well, I just couldn't stop talking about Jan. Sorry. Oh, oh, right. So sorry. Um, let's let's pause from the drag content of this movie and talk about the drag of Andy Ridings as Russ. Oh, well, let me just click on his name. Let me just. I mean, were you born uh, with this, Andy? <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Let me just get my uh, my Ukraine. Andy bottle. Ridings, my dick. Yeah. Yeah, um, Andy Ridings. <laughs> that's what he does best. Oh, I see. He is an all my children person. But oh, Mary, that makes a lot of sense. And Mary, you know him from the other two. Uh, who did? Who's? Oh, he's the. Yeah. <clears throat> the straight roommate. He's the survivor right? watching straight roommate. Oh my! How did boobies. you not know? How did I didn't you... recognize him not in basketball shorts. Like that's. <laughs> Oh, good for us and good for him. Uh, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Yes. Good for he, him. I mean, I, you know, I, I will say, and, and there was just a part of me that when he, when he took his shirt off for the first time, I was like, well, you're obviously, you're very fit, but like, oh gosh, honey, like eat a sandwich. No, no, like, no, no. We're not doing that. No, 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 way. but I know I'm just saying there was a part of me that was like, that's very fit, but like, I, I, I I hope he knows that he he can eat more than he does. He was very I don't know. I'm I just thought, I, I'm sure he has a great appetite, and it takes a lot of appetite to you know keep up that physique and to exercise like that. Like I don't know, Mary. I I, I think he looks great, and uh, obviously they you know I I wrote down everybody's got their something right, and Andy Ridings has this physique, and it's almost too on the nose for these Hallmark boys. It was, I mean, it was, it was a lot. At least there was, I'm happy there was chest hair, but. Uh, Beautiful yeah, chest hair. A, yeah. 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 But gosh, you know, I guess, I don't know. Uh, I wonder what his relationship with carbs is like. Andy, if you're listening, let me know. If you got any tips, send them send my, my way. way. Yeah. How do I, and, uh, how do you eat bagels and maintain that physique? I would like to know. Yes. Yeah, as I had half a bagel this morning for breakfast. Oh. Granted, it was scooped out. Ugh! God, you gaze. You gaze and you're scooped out bagels. I like, scooped ugh, it out. Hell. Go to hell. You bet I did. I scooped Why get that, a bagel? You know, get a Bialy, Mary. Oh, my God. It's Honestly, you just scoop it out and then put it in the air fryer. It is so good. It's crunchy. This is so sacrilege. I just, I don't understand. Whatever. This is an Only Mary's discussion about the scooped outness and then making sure that you tell people that it was scooped out. I'm just like, uh. Well, I just want people to know. Can I just get the bagel scooped out? Can I get vegan cream cheese with that? Thanks. This coming um, from somebody who told Andy Ridings to eat a sandwich. <laughs> Yes, uh, you know, a scooped out sandwich. I mean, Please. I don't need to eat a sandwich. <laughs> I know that. Uh. <laughs> yes, you do need to eat a sandwich. We all need to eat. It is part of sustenance. Anyway, I... Uh. We but I'm a bottom. <laughs> I don't eat. I have 
have ice cubes for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad those memes are over. Uh, the like, what that, what bottoms eat for Thanksgiving? And it's just the like the ice machine. Oh, it's I haven't like, seen no, those. Those they, are so sad. Oh god, they were so sad. It was so gross. Oh. Anyway, well, <laughs> I celebrate Andy. I celebrate the hard work that he does on his body because um, I'm sure you know uh, he's not doing it for nothing. Um, and and I loved him in the other two. Uh, and uh, I'm just glad that he showed up in this movie. Yeah, he uh, he kind of. Re- well, oh no, he, uh, I was gonna say he reminds me of. Um, now I, I'm trying to think of what we've seen him in. That's the same thing. But he was in Bad Moms. Uh, uh, I think Bad Moms Christmas. He was like the hot guy who she waxes his asshole. Justin, what's his name? Uh, oh, do you know what I'm talking about. Um, Bad Mom's Christmas. I'm gonna Google it really quickly. Yeah, he reminds me of him, and I can't. He was on that. She's on the like the uh, one of those crying shows. What's a crying uh, show, Mary? That Justin show Hartley. The fam- Justin, Justin Hartley. Hartley. Oh, he's on that show. With, oh my with God, the Mary, you're bringing up Justin Hartley. I know yeah, that you I don't am. know who Chriselle Staus is, but Mary, it was not a very good divorce with Chriselle Staus of. Uh, oh no! Selling Sunset fame. Um, oh no! Yes. Oh Justin no! Hartley. Oof! He's done wrong. I mean, no, I don't know. Most people are on Chriselle's side because we've only heard Chriselle's side. Um, but uh, Chriselle is this beloved character on Selling Sunset, this Netflix show. It's like Real Housewives, but they sell homes. Um, sure, it's very sure. Trashy. I heard of it. I watched it. What? I watched it because my friend, my very very good friend, uh, is currently going through it, and we were looking things to watch together so that we could talk about them. And so we watched, you know, various movies. We watched um, uh, Out uh, Out of the Blue with Jennifer Lopez. We watched. Um, uh, revenge um and which he's also in oh sure yes he is in revenge right um yeah we and uh then of course uh she made me watch selling sunset um and you know i had to watch the next season because it just came out but uh yes that it's so interesting that you're bringing up justin he does remind me of justin hartley he also in a very weird way reminds me of somebody named colin egglesfield who was in the movie Something Borrowed? Okay, let me Eggles. Here we go. Um, I'm so glad he spells Colin correctly. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's pretty. Okay. Oh, he was also in All My Children. So yeah, I wonder that's, if it's like a it's a it's a gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, Colin Egglesfield, also in the same vein as Andy Riding. Reminds me of, oh, the guy that's in that Amazon movie about when you die, you get downloaded to this cloud. Um, Oh, do you know what that movie is, Mary? Oh, I kind of do, but I'm blanking. Uh, and I'm like, it's not the good place. That's no, no, no. Uh, it'll come to me. Um, okay, but anyway, he they're, they're all in that same vein of like. Just almost beige, spongy, uh, attractive, hallmarky, uh, obviously young and the restless, like daytime soap opera looks. It's just what sells. Yeah. And they come yeah. and go. They're like tissues. You know, like these, like Colin Egglesfield came and then, you know, kind of went. He, his career never really took off. They, they just kind of use these, these stock character men uh, for, for one reason or another. 
if it was a bracket, I, I think I'm a Justin Hartley fan, but I don't know Chris Dell's side of things. So Chris Dell? Chriselle, oh, whatever Chriselle, her name is. Oh, <laughs> Well, what does she say? I mean, you're leaving all of us hanging. What did Chriselle say? Oh, you know, it, it's it's mostly online, um, but he, it just didn't end well. And it I, it's implied that it was fame, uh, his own fame, because he was on that show, The Crying Show, um, that everybody loves yeah. that I've never seen. Um, this Is yeah, Us. What is that show? Is it this, this Is, is Us. us? Like, Yes, this is us. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I Upload. Upload. That's who I'm thinking of. That's the show. That's the show with the guy that looks like Colin Eggersfield, and his name is Robbie Amell. All right. Let's take a look, because I got to <laughs> I gotta take a look, Marys. I got to make sure, because you're trusting me to check IMDb right yes. now. Yes. Robbie Amell um, and Colin Eggersfield are the same cast. God. You know, it's like all I feel like I'm I feel like I'm on Sean Cody right now, you know? <laughs> it's just the same. I mean, I What do you do, bro? I lift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You weren't you on uh you on children? Did I see you on all my children? Yeah, I think uh we had a plot you know, we had we had, a, we had an arc that overlapped. Yeah. Um Oh gosh, yeah, these men, you know. Um, They're all in the same yeah. vein as and Andy Riding. I think I would put in that that zone. Yeah, I wonder what the overlap is of like soap opera actors and All My Children, or not All My Children, Sean Cody. <laughs> oh my god, probably not much. When you're on Sean Cody, know. they're not going to cast you. I don't think there's All My Children people that then go to Sean Cody. It's a shame because it's the same aesthetic, you know. <laughs> Like, Sean Cody, age 10 years, is all my children, you know? Age 10 years? Oh, they're yeah, very like, young. They're very young. They're very young. Yeah, you know, you get true. them, you know, he's like 21, whatever, and then yeah. Yeah. 23, and then he gets into his 30s, and, you know, uh, then it's like, oh, well, now you can be, like, you know, a young heir on, uh, uh-huh. you know, right. Falcon's Landing or whatever. <laughs> okay, Mary. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Jennifer's Crest, whatever those shows are called. Uh, speaking of Andy Riding, um, I it it was a little jarring at first, but it because the joke kept going, him talking about his dead wife and being so, oh God, so visual and vivid uh, with the description. I thought he handled the comedy very well. Yeah, well, and it, it definitely, you know, he was pulling from his children days. You know, he was very soap opera. So, uh, well, and and there is a drag to obviously telenovelas and uh, a, a daytime soaps. Like, I think the tone he knows how to do. Like, so this probably was very easy for him. The, his his line reading of Rigor Morris, um, I thought was brilliant. Oh, I I don't remember that, but now that I found this bootleg. On yesmovies.mn. I don't know what that MN stands for, but mm, it was easy to watch. Uh, I'll Maybe I'll catch that nuance the second time around. Yeah, because he's talking about, like, oh, finding her stiff body with rigor morris. And it was, yeah. it was just, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge uh, to only Drag Race fans. Yeah, and I'm fine with that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I love gatekeeping. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's that is another episode soon to come. Soon I couldn't to help come. it. I, Mary, I like can't I love even. I love gatekeeping. 
I love gatekeeping. I love gatekeeping. <laughs> you know, drags for everyone. Mary, all. I'm, <laughs> all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, and I don't. I'm making jokes right now, but every season needs a villain. So, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Are you maddy about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just get so mad. I just get so maddy. <laughs> oh God! Uh, we, that we so will. Let me we, get this straight. Mary's. Mary's. <laughs> yeah, get this straight. No, you didn't. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. Um, I just. I love it. I just. I love it. No one saves the roast chickens. Only the hens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hens only. Yeah. Hens only. Oh God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what are you, a nine-year-old boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, Mary's just, just, we're, we're putting a pin in that discussion. We will, you know, break down the casting of season 14 and praise the two trans, uh, contestants that were cast, um, uh, at, at a later date. Um, not that that's ever made any of the headlines about this season. Oh, 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 did it? Did it not? Oh, did it not? No, oh, no. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I, I find that the best way to, to be upset about someone taking up space is to give them a lot of space. Um... <laughs> Yeah, let's just. But keep no one asked Yeah, let's me. just keep talking about them. Yeah, let's just keep. I talking. can't help it. I've been every ever since it came out, and I it just I was like, I am gonna I'm gonna bite the taste buds right off of this tongue. I am so, <laughs> so we will talk about it. But I just I couldn't help it. Oh God, yeah, no. Why talk about something that you don't want there to be a lot to? You know what I mean? Why blow up a yeah. balloon that you don't want to be blown up in the first place? But right, anyway, right, because you want to pop something. Yeah. Well, for sure. But uh, yeah, that's well said. And I, yeah, uh, you know, uh, let's, you know, let's crown cornbread. Let's just do it. You know. <laughs> I, I love cornbread. We I'm love snacks. We love systematic snacks. I love snacks. snacks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I also find it's really good to get upset about something that you have not seen any of yet. I find uh, an informed opinion is really unnecessary these days. Anyway, the last thing I'll say is nobody was complaining about Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. But, you know, I know that there's so much more to this discussion because it's Drag Race and, uh, you know, the history of the casting on the show. And it is nuanced and worth a discussion. And I don't think it could be summed up in a bunch of tweets. Uh, so we will talk about that. We are making lots of jokes right now uh, as a little break in uh, The Bitch That Stole Christmas. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a good and, time. And, and, yeah. It's just a little PSA commercial break on um, getting a little fucking perspective. Anyway, <laughs> so let's, you know. Well, Mary. Uh, oh, I and, and you know what? But I have so many thoughts on it. And you know why? The reason why I'm, I'm, I want to just reiterate this is that. It's still so new, and I know that there's still kind of blood in the water, and people are still like feeling their feelings, and they might have a reaction even to you, Colin, saying this stuff. So, well, um, let's talk about Anna Marie Horsford because I'm happy to see her in the Bitch Who Stole Christmas. She had a oh, one yes. episode guest starring role in Hacks, and has been in a whole bunch of things. But she's. Uh, She's such like an old, just like someone who's been around forever that I feel like RuPaul has always loved. And mm. was like, I want to give her a role in something, you know? You think RuPaul like, had uh, a hand in this casting? 
I don't know. I guess maybe more of what I'm getting is Anna Marie Horsford feels like like a guest that RuPaul would have had on What's the Tea sure. back in the day when he had more in the know, not obscure, but like not mainstream kind of known names on the, on the podcast, you know? Yes, yes, completely. Um, she has been working her fucking butt off since the 70s, right? Like it's... Uh, it's, yeah, it's so she was cool in that the she's fan. still Yes, yeah, she was in the fan. That's right. Um, I yeah. don't really remember her in the fan. Who was she in the fan? She played the 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 dete- one of the detectives. Oh, um, she doesn't have much of a role, yeah. but she doesn't get killed, so that's good. Oh, thank God. Yeah, um, isn't that great? Yeah, I, I I was happy. I you know I didn't know who that was when when she came on. Um, so yeah. it was like, oh, and then to, to look her up and be like, oh my God, I'm glad I know who she is now, you know? Yeah. Like I remember as a kid, I think what I knew her from, like, I knew she was on the Wayans brothers. Cause that was always like, I didn't really watch the Wayans brothers, but it was always on the WB. And so it was like, oh, I don't know, it's on, you know? Right. Um, I'll watch this until seventh heaven comes on, you know? Yes. Um, M- Mary, which she was in one episode of, but anyway, <laughs> there was a, uh, a through line, that we were slammed with over the head many times in this movie. And I wonder what you think the catalyst was that, you know, she was deader than print journalism and uh, print journalism is dead. And every single time that they said it, what's going on here? I, so my take on that was like so often in these movies, it is, you know, a writer for a magazine or a newspaper. That's always, it's never, it's always that. And it's like, it is a dated concept. Like there aren't that many, like, you know, major, you know, print magazines that are like existing on the same level. Uh, It's an older concept. Nowadays it would be for a website. You know what I mean? Like nowadays it would be, you know, a blog, uh, yeah, right. A blog or a YouTube channel or something sure. like that. A podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God forbid. Yeah. Uh, so I like that there's kind of like keeping that cliche, but then also noting that, like, yeah, this is ridiculous. Like, this is all, this is another thing that is completely unrealistic, actually. Oh, I see. So they decided to just blow it up and keep telling us the same thing over and over as if it's like yeah, a like, plot ki- point. Keep that same uh, cliche that we know from so many movies. I feel like, you know, reporter from the big city. Well, there's probably a hundred Christmas movies. But, that That's the main character. But you're not answering my question. Why is it that they kept saying print journalism is dead? Like, why do they keep like, why was that? Is I, why, why was that like the line? Like why the was refrain? that the joke? Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm assuming that just to drive home that that joke i don't i don't think there was like a bigger like citizen kane implication okay. of like the the print industry yeah okay i didn't know if it was not in a movie called something. the bitch stole christmas yeah probably yeah. not um yeah. moving on in this movie uh we get we get a great little quote i don't know if you caught it get her jane Oh, of course. I mean, you know, I assumed it was Getter Jade, but for those in the know, there's a there's a comeback reference in there, certainly. Oh, but she says Jane because her name is Jane. So I know, but I, it the like Getter Jade yeah, is probably the, the reference. That is but like, yes, right. Yeah. But what we're hearing is, you oh. know, can you get him? Yeah. Um. Yeah. She sings Ave Maria. It's fabulous and hilarious. Uh, Maria is a cool name. Um. I appreciated it. Um. You know, I it, it at this point in the movie, I thought about 
a bigger thing, you know, less funny, less quirky Hallmark movies and putting the drag in it. But I thought about something that the movie is saying about drag in general. So if you look at the Tuckahoe Broads versus the Kitten Heel Court gals, the broads in every challenge are showing that creativity, authenticity, shoestring budget, that it can win, that it's about the performance, it's about what is being put forth, and you don't necessarily need tons of money and polish to be entertaining. Unless you're auditioning for RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying <laughs> as a statement about drag. Yeah, yeah, no, but there is kind of the irony that, like, <laughs> this is, you know, the same kind of world that produces RuPaul's Drag Race where, like, you do need to be the kitten heel court, you know? <laughs> uh, I mean, the kitten heel court was basically the, the the finale of Drag Race UK season three, you know? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And uh, it's worth noting, Bob the Drag Queen, Evie Oddly, they won on smaller budgets. Um, I'm just making a joke. Again, none of this is that serious. And I, and I get it. And I get it because yeah. you're right. But uh, just a statement about drag in general that I don't know if these people meant it, but it's something that I, that I took away was that there is a reason why we like the broads, not just because we're told to, but because, it, yeah, it's more fun. It's more interesting. And we don't need all of the glitzy, expensive, blah, blah, blah um, to have a good time at a drag show. For some reason, what this makes me think of, and this is like so unrelated, but I think it's a it's in general another format that we see a lot is that there is a big climactic competition or thing that like everyone is you know banding together to you know to win, and and more often than not, your main characters are like the underdogs. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, a completely unrelated movie that I think of as an example of this of and kind of what you're saying. Do you remember the movie from the '80s called Summer Rental with John no. Candy? Oh, it's 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 good. It, it's John Candy, so it's great because it's John Candy. But like, there's other like '80s family comedies. But it's about this family that you know uh, rents a, a, a you know beach house for the summer, and it's just one calamity after the other. And then at the end of the movie, you know, or leading up to the end of the movie, there's this big regatta, you know. And so eventually, oh. John Candy's family, you know, with this like grizzled old pirate, you know, his cronies. Yes. It's a real like Saturday afternoon on TNT yes. kind of movie. Yes. They team up to fix up the boat and go up against, I think, Richard Crenna, who's the rich guy. And like, you know, and it's about the the underdog families and the dirty pirate winning, you know, mm -hmm. and they don't have the fancy boat and blah, blah, blah. But they end up, of course, winning in the end. And I thought that that model has existed in, in so many movies, oh, but there's a movie yeah. from like the late eighties. That's kind of doing the exact same thing that this movie is doing. Oh, so many movies. I mean, uh, like I think of a Bra very Brady sequel when they have to sell like, or save, or actually I think it's a Brady movie. Um, they have yeah. to save the house. So they have to yep. do that competition. Um, I love a pageant or uh, they have to get the grand prize, you know, to win it's very pitch perfect it's uh you know uh sydney white like there's a lot of things yeah. where there's a that dance movie yes that center dance stage. movie sure yeah, yeah yeah uh center stage is probably not well that's like a that's a performance within a performance there's no prize 
to save somebody's lifestyle or save somebody's house or something no. like that. But um, it's yeah, just improbable stock, costume changes. Correct. Yeah. That stockness uh, exists. Um, I did write down that the code to get into the safe was 80085, which boobs. looks like boobs. They're called boobs. Ed. Boobs. I like that. Yeah. Um, On that model, I think a movie that subverts that, that I really appreciated. Well, actually, there's two. I think Drop Dead Gorgeous subverts it. Yes. Because it, it ends up becoming just the calamity of food poisoning and then the the whole company exist, is under yeah. foreclosure. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant. And I also love how Little Miss Sunshine subverts that. Like, oh, yeah. She, she was never going to fucking win that pageant and she doesn't. Right. And it's still <laughs> great. And I feel like that. I, I also love when they don't win. I mean, how dare I forget? I think the ultimate example of this in some ways, a league of their own. But really kit needed to win that final game let's all be honest here you know yeah and mary I, what i love about league of their own is that you can have a discussion with a group of 10 people and five to six of them are going to be like no i was rooting for the peaches sure it, it's it's part of the journey of that movie is the more that you watch it the more you realize oh kit always had to win kit this has always win. been about kit this has not been about Dottie. This has been about Kit the whole yeah, time. Dottie, Dottie didn't even want to be here. You know, she got her yeah. end of this league. God damn it! <laughs> and she was going to leave with 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 uh, Oh Sweetie. And so, like, this has always been about Kit. Yeah, and but they got they got to Yellowstone and then decided to turn back. You know, she's no yeah. quitter. Okay, she's no quitter. Yeah, and that made me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I love and that movie. come but on, Kit, you got to pitch. You got to hit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God, all I want to do is talk about that movie again. <laughs> well, we're talking about The Bitch Who Stole Christmas today. Yeah. Um, I, 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 we learn more about the backstory of, you know, uh, Hannah slash Marianne. Uh, you know, one part of this movie that I did not really like or it, they spent too much time with it was the private dick part. Oh, I kind of yeah, I like forgot about that. That that went into a bit of a dead end, I think. Yeah. I I don't know what that was referencing and uh I don't think he was very good. Um but you know. Yeah. Yeah, fine. that one I felt was a um th there were just so many plot lines. You trim that one out. Yeah. I think they could have and like I don't know made Latrice's role a little bit bigger. Well, I just that's who I want to say is I think honestly I think one of the funniest moments of the movie was the Latrice scene because you think it's going to be this whole like, you know, spirit of Christmas going to show you your past and your future and it's going to be this magical moment mm -hmm. and then it's like you're not Madeline. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. Like I just I loved the again like instead of going the obvious route and being like yeah but it's drag queen so it's funny right it was like it, instead going this direction of like let's not do the treacly moment and i thought latrice was so funny yeah she and makes her she pay like, with the credit card i right yeah. right so like, where are we i don't know this is your past <laughs> like i that was another like great little cameo that it's not a big role but a really fun role um and while i appreciated mayhem's cameo after the one that I think just steals this part of the movie is Kelly Mantle. I mean, you got to give it to her. Bia. Oh God! I mean, you know, it it she reminded had me of the, to do, and it was so she had nothing funny. to do. It was so funny. But <laughs> it reminded me of the vine of the woman slamming her hand on the bus door and singing. <laughs> oh, 
Like she was that lady. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Madeline. <laughs> Madeline, let me see the past or whatever she says. Oh, God. Uh. She, yeah, she, I, that could have been terrible. And it was because nobody told her to do that. And I think Kelly yeah. literally turned that into gold. And I will say, I'm, because there, especially I think in the clip of the week, she says about like, you know, you're, your parents, you know, didn't leave you with that stoop and there were bus stop scenes. I was glad oh that God, nobody I took know. the obvious left at the bus stop joke. I, I think if we're going to do drag race references, fine, but let's maybe like move on from that one. Yeah. yeah. I think Katia did the joke, uh, in the roast yes. and that's it. Or yeah. the reading challenge. And that was it. That was it. That's yeah. all we needed. Um, I want to just back up a little, a little bit. Probably. I think RuPaul's best scene was the heist scene when she steals the crown. And it's not because she has a lot of lines. It's the mouth acting that RuPaul does. Yeah, like when she's turning off the laser and all that. And it's all mouth, tongue, and lips, and and teeth. And it's just, it's the it's that. <sighs> yeah, she's, she wants to bite it. She, she wants to bite she that lip to, sync. She wants, yeah. to, she wants to bite the crown. Um, yeah. So good. Uh, if the crown fits, take it. I just, she knows the tone perfectly. And I, I this reminds me of AJ and the Queen because we've had this discussion before. But when she is in drag, she is 100 times better than when she is out of drag. It's nuts. But I mean, granted, she talks about this all the time is when you get into drag, there's just this. Well, it's funny. So, you know, there's this thing that gets kind of activated, but then it's like, but you can access that out of drag and she doesn't. Yeah. When she's in drag. Oh, my God. RuPaul, all of the influences, you know, it's like she's mm. just channeling, uh, you know, the Joan Collins is there. The Joan Crawford yeah. is there. Eartha Kit, I mean, the Eartha Kit yeah. is there. Pearl the, Bailey. The Diane Carroll yes. is there. Yes. It's all present. And like. It, and and I love like she does the the little nuanced line readings of like even at the end of like well I, I mean you know like, she does that kind of thing. <laughs> she does that. I mean I mean yes. you know well, yeah, you know. I just yeah with I, the I, eyes I just, you know, yeah. I thought, yeah I I just I, I thought you know she and you can tell she loves that she loves that kind of conversational nuance mm-hmm. and she hears it and it's that's very when Valerie I just, Cherish. Uh, yeah. Or at least Kucho yeah. And, you, and she Cherish, yeah. right and I feel like I'm picking up RuPaul being inspired by Valerie you know. Mm. Inspired by kittens, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Who is it? <laughs> Do you know that YouTube video? No, I don't know what that is. Kittens inspired by kittens. Oh, Google it. You'll you'll die. <laughs> All right. Well, hold on, hold on, folks. Funny. Are you gonna cut this Inspi- out? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's see. Inspired by kittens. All right, folks. Oh, she's made a little book. Oh, right. This is a classic. Oh my I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But Mary, there's another version of this where it's a gay guy doing her, but makes oh, up really? new things to say. And it is like there's one where he like looks at this kind of bored looking cat and he goes, I'm blogging. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll, this I'll have to find somewhere. So I think it's kittens uh, inspired by kittens inspired by kittens. Like it's just another. You add one more on. Oh, okay. Kittens inspired by kittens. Let's see if that does it. Maybe it'll understand my repetition. Um, 
Well, uh, here we go. Kittens inspired by kittens inspired by kittens. Kittens inspired by kittens inspired by kittens. Oh, maybe that's not it. It's a gay guy. Yeah, well, it's not. It's a nine-minute video, so I'm... I'm hurt. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Uh, this is going to be something we're going to solve in a future episode, but if you want to help, you can just send us a link. Um, but I might find it in the meantime. Anyway. Um, anyway, RuPaul gold, gold in the mouth acting scene at the heist. Yes, um, inspired by that kitty girl. Uh, so funny. Um, I, we also got a Laganja cameo. Yeah, you know. Fine. She was fine. Yeah. She chasses away. Funniest. You know. Yeah, she shot. Yeah, I liked that deep cut. I thought that, if you know, you know, was a yeah. great moment. Right. Right. Um, otherwise, yeah, just another cameo here. Um, then we get the finale. Uh, obviously, this was part of our clip of the week, but uh, I don't know if you noticed that the broads were dressed as the Spice Girls. Yeah, it took me a minute, but the more I looked at Ginger, I was like, Ginger. Spice, yeah, yes. yeah, it came yes. together. Ginger yeah, spice. Um, we get a look over there reference, uh, which you know I like that too. Jada, yeah. um, and her impact. Um, I that's Jada, Jada. Impact Hall. Jada yeah. Impact Hall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, is she gonna jump from there? We got uh, and this final scene with RuPaul. We kind of already talked about um, that starts off the slap happy scene, um, which I just love. Um, and and then this last scene where we get another side of RuPaul I think my favorite line was I came back last night after getting into a terrible helicopter crash yeah, a horrific helicopter horrific. accident I mean <laughs> she, I, and this is where it's like you got to give it to her she gets the tone yeah in call that. me Just a mother horrific yeah ugh. <laughs> It's so good, and it, and it was so nice to see RuPaul in a scene with other people, you know. Oh, I know, uh, but she wasn't. She was in this scene. She was, and then towards the end, she wasn't because it was just the back of her while they were all singing. It was so really funny. It was so funny at the very end. They all are singing, and you see a group shot of the broads. No, and then I think you see the couple making out, and you see the back of Hannah, and you know that's not RuPaul. Why? It's, why did? Why did she come for so only funny. part of the scene? I don't know. I don't know what they did. Um, I feel like the scene that they did, they only had Krista Rodriguez and Anna Marie Horsford, and then all the other queens, RuPaul wasn't there for that. So they, they really only had RuPaul doing scenes like where you could see her interacting with Krista Rodriguez or Anna uh -huh. Marie Horsford. You never see her interacting with anybody else in the same shot. That's true. I mean, the scene when they were at the Christmas tree finale, um, you did see Morgan McMichaels like behind her. There was that one scene where the, the kitty girl, the kitty heel court girls were behind her. Yes. And I thought, oh, man, those five girls had to get all up in drag for that one day RuPaul was available. No you know? way. No, I think RuPaul was there that day. Maybe, maybe they lined it up. It was just the idea of like, oh my God, they're the only ones who had to be in that scene, you know? So it is very possible. It could have been like, okay, so we have we have time in March. We're going to do the scene in March. Here's what you looked like in all the other shots we did. Please try to do the same look. So She, oh God, you're, I think you're absolutely right, Mary. You, it, It's not worth it being angry about that it's probably the best part of this movie is that rupaul so <laughs> screen screen it 
Yeah, and you know what? It, it makes me think of. I know there's there's um, there's probably others other examples of this in the past of like movies where there's somebody who has a cameo in it, and it's very clear that this was filmed yeah. okay. like uh, in one day or separately. There's um. The only thing I can think of is there's this old William Castle movie from the 1960s called I I Know What You Did or I Saw What You Did, and Joan Crawford you. is in it. Oh. I saw you, okay. and Joan Crawford is in it, but it's like very clear that like all of her scenes were filmed very separately, and it's like totally tangential to the rest of the movie, and I just felt like this was the same kind of tone. And so mm. I love it. I think it elevates this movie to have RuPaul so clearly being given diva treatment. Oh, for sure. It totally matches. Um, there was one cameo that we did not discuss because I don't think that she was in drag, but Porkchop was in this movie. Yeah, Porkchop plays uh, Bertram, the the mayor or the banker or whatever, the old guy. The old guy. And Kamora Black was also one of the townsfolk people, but didn't get like a, here's Kamora Black. A moment. Yeah. 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 I... I definitely missed her so yeah that's fair um but you know all those easter eggs you can look out for um you know you know yeah. uh, the bitch you stole christmas is it something that i'm gonna watch again there's there's so many other holiday movies that i'll probably watch instead but i'll definitely watch this before i watch the christmas special from two years ago oh absolutely i thought this was fun i had a good time with it uh i you know, um, yeah, I had a good time with it. It was fun. It was, you know, it was kind of like a donut. You know what I mean? It was enjoyable, and it probably wasn't the best thing for me, but, like, mm. it tasted really good. And it was over before I knew it, and I just remember elements of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like this format for, you know, past drag queens to come together and do um, I think it uh, is more widespread than, uh, you know, an SMP show or a Work the World Tour even um, because there's a different context. It's a different medium. They're still on the screen. It's not necessarily live. Um, and they can they can filter out what I think live drag shows should be more of, which is a little bit more risque. This, you know. Yeah. Well, well, just to that point, uh, as I was looking this up on IMDb, I found something that's very much in development called Drag Queens on a Plane oh that RuPaul God. is in. <gasps> and I am sure it is. I mean, and think about it, right? Like you think of like the other two and the whole scene on the plane. Yes. You have one set, I guess, like a bottle episode. I guess this would technically actually be a bottle episode. Mm. Uh, but you do a whole bottle movie. And you just have all these queens on one set and then a bunch of crappy CGI of an airplane flying, you know? Yeah, and green screen RuPaul in. Yeah. Of course, green screen RuPaul. As the yeah. Pilot. yeah. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, exactly. Ugh. Uh, well, anyway, I think we can, you know, hang the last tinsel on the tree on this one, Mary, uh, and end our episode. If you have any thoughts on The Bitch You Stole Christmas, you can reach out to us via email at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at allrightmary. Uh, you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. And if you want, I am on Instagram at Johnny Also or on Twitter at Johnny Also one and you can hear even more of me on my other two podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. 
And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get even more of both of us, including recaps coming up on season eight, season three, discussions of Drag Race Italia. You can go back and hear our discussion of Drag Race UK season three and so much more at patreon.com slash all right mary we love it and you know if you throw money at us we might ask do i have to take my top off just like brooklyn did but uh yeah no no keep it on we want them to keep paying us you know (laughs) we don't want them we don't want them to stop yeah Yeah. (laughs) to to take my top off what if there's a key moment in the game and you know uh, oops my uniform bursts open and then whoops my bosoms come flying out now wouldn't that draw a crowd um yeah yeah league of their own that's right. Uh, Mary's, we are going to leave you with a lovely Christmas hymn, uh, holiday themed hymn, and uh, we hope you love it. Um, it's happening right now, and you are loving it, and we knew you would. So you're very welcome. Happy holidays. Uh, be well and have a safe December uh, for whatever you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate, uh, celebrate yourself. Tatsames. But the children